The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Interesting people, relatable stories, relevant, topical. This is 630 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Hey, Chadville Friday. We're here um, four more hours get to head home. Maybe you get to cut out a little bit earlier. Uh, not a bad weekend in store, although, uh, you know, gorgeous day out there today. We're expecting some snow tomorrow. Uh, just before we get started, uh, a big thank you to everyone who picked up the phone or went online yesterday as uh, we completed the 14th edition of the 630 Ched Heart Pledge Day at the Mazankowski Heart Institute. We went off the air last night. Um, with $349,000 donated, and that's all because of you. So thank you, thank you very, very much. Um, it's going to go towards some uh, critical um, equipment at the MAS. So we'll keep you updated on that because I know they, the more money continues to trickle in and there will be a final total that will come out probably within the next couple of weeks. Lots to get to today, and I know it's been one of those kind of crazy busy weeks. Lots going on. We have the blockades. We had a throne speech. We have coronavirus. We have stocks falling. Falling. Um, yeah, the budget uh, yesterday, but we have some good news stories for you uh, today to lighten it up a bit as well. But before we do that, we are going to dig deep into that budget. That reaction continues to come in to the Alberta budget, which was handed down yesterday, just about 23 hours ago. Uh, that budget banking on better times ahead in the oil sector as pipeline projects come online and exports increase. It's also putting some time and money into areas like high-tech and tourism. Now, the budget, um, well, there's a lot of numbers there. And so what it all means to you, we just thought we would give uh, our friend Tom Vernon, the uh, provincial affairs reporter at Global Edmonton, a call to help us break it all down. Hey, Tom. How's it going today? I'm good. Has your head stopped swirling? <laughs> a little bit. You know, budget day is always a bit like a fire hose, right? Like, there's everybody's there, and you kind of have to, you know, sometimes say no to people. We're like, I'm sorry, I just don't have time to talk to you today. We will get to you in the next couple of days. But, yeah, budget day is always fun and, and, and going through. I don't know if fun's the right word, but it's, it's, always, a, it's always an experience. You know what? An and you know what, Tom? You know, what we get yesterday. Day, what we get in those initial hours and then what we find out in the hours and even the days that follow, um, you know, as, as people continue to piece and go through that uh, document, we learn more mm-hmm. and more, don't we? And we learn some more today. Let's start with this, though. And we've, we've heard it being talked about uh, a lot since the announcement yesterday, but there's been a lot of criticism aimed at the province and the finance minister about the optimistic forecasts on the price of oil. Um, what are they saying uh, about that? And I mean, because that's, uh, you know, they're basing everything on that right now. And that could be a real kick in the pants or turn out well. Right. Speak to any finance minister that's ever been uh, here in Alberta. And it is, well, you know, this is all great. But oil goes up or oil goes down. It does change all the projections. Mm-hmm. But oil obviously plays a big role in the budget. To the tune that, look, the deficit is up this year. Uh, six not compared to last year, but to, compared to what they were forecasting. So back in October, when they forecast the 2020 deficit, they figured $5.9 billion. Well, it's $6.8 billion, And mm-hmm. a, a big part of that is royalty revenue. Bitumen revenue is down more than a billion dollars of the forecast this year compared to 2019. But, uh, coronavirus, uh, it continued mm-hmm. struggles with pipeline capacity, stuff like that is a wider differential 
stuff like that is really eating into royalty revenue here in Alberta this year and forecast, but they think it will nearly double within the next couple of years to $6.1 billion, and that's the year that they plan to get back to balance. So not saying it can't happen. Look, there's going to be a couple pipelines, at least one pipeline, one would think open by then with line three, maybe even um, Trans Mountain will be completed construction by then, so a couple pipelines. And we've been hearing for years here from both Conservatives and New Democrat finance ministers that, look, once those pipelines are open, the differential will shrink, we'll be able to sell more oil, and the numbers will go up. So, I mean, they're banking on those pipelines being open to bring up the uh, oil royalties. But the price of oil they're forecasting a couple of years from now, I think it's $63. I yes. think that's the number right in front of me. But in that, I mean, they're not, it's not like they're predicting $90 oil, but it is higher than it is now that mm-hmm. uh, currently. So we'll see. Look, balancing the budget in Alberta, look, you need to know what that oil number is going to be. It's going to have an impact. And we don't know what that oil number is going to be. We never have. Okay, so um, Jason Kenney and the UCP government campaigned on jobs, 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 getting this province Mm -hmm. back to work. We heard that during the first budget. We heard that in the throne speech on Tuesday and certainly yesterday in the budget. There is some stimulus spending in the budget and some more cuts to corporate taxes. Tell us about the plans to, to get Albertans back to work. Yeah. So there's that, uh, we, we heard earlier this week, this blueprint for jobs. And I'm going to focus in this blueprint for jobs. Like, okay, well, let's take a look at this blueprint uh, for jobs. And a lot of it we'd already heard, right? They're going mm-hmm. to continue on with the red tape reduction. They're going to continue on with the uh, corporate tax cut. It'll go down another point next January. And then again, the January after that, making us the lowest. I mean, we're already lowest in the country, but the lowest by far in the country. They say that's going to stimulate investment, stimulate uh, jobs. Uh, but you're right. There was some stimulus spending in the way of infrastructure this year. We've seen some announcements around uh, a couple projects in Calgary, the Peter Lougheed Centre. We saw the Red Deer Hospital get announced. We're told there's going to be more announcements and that these construction projects will get people employed. So we'll see. I mean, the NDP did that. The higher Mm -hmm. degree of uh, uh, spending on uh, infrastructure, they borrowed a lot of money to do that. They had a report from uh, David Dodge requesting that. And look, look, that does generate jobs. So will this generate jobs in the short term and in the medium term? Yes. But I think the big thing that the government is hoping for is their corporate tax cut will generate more jobs. Mm-hmm. hasn't really yet, Mm-mm. but uh, we'll see if that uh, follows through in the next couple of years. The government's saying it wants the un- uh, unemployment rate to sit around, what, 5.1% by uh, 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of other folks saying that that, again, is pretty optimistic. Um, there are, what, $200 billion uh, for growth initiatives and in new areas in this budget, things like high-tech, artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. aviation, uh, financial services. Do we know any more details on that. Not much detail, just that it's $200 million. I assume we're good. we'll get an announcement in the next uh, couple of weeks on that front. But this, this government was heavily criticized for cutting uh, some tax credits that were aimed at artificial intelligence, yeah. aimed at that sort of uh, diversification in the economy. They c- convened a panel to kind of look into what uh, should be done to try and strengthen that area in Alberta, try to d- uh, diversify in that area, try to grow that area. So we'll see what they announce in the next couple of uh, couple of weeks, couple of months about <laughs> what that funding looks like. Um, because look, you know, and, and this government saying, and, and, and previous governments have said, look, we can't just be oil and gas. There needs to be other areas that we can strengthen. So we'll see. Okay, and I think I said two hundred billion, and it's two hundred million. <laughs> Big difference there. Darn fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Darn mouth. Um, okay, costs to Albertans. Because at the end of the day, everyone wants to know how this is going mm-hmm. to impact them. Um, if I remember correctly, there were were promises not to raise taxes, but in the last budget, there was a little bit through something called um, bracket creep with yeah. yeah and then this time something about property taxes can you tell us about that yeah so that's actually 
actually what I'm working on today. So just uh, go to Bracket Creep if, if your listeners are unaware of what that is. So um, in Alberta, for years and years and years and years, the tax brackets uh, were indexed to inflation. So every year there was the uh, cost increases in inflation. What the government would do is they would increase each tax bracket to the price of inflation so you wouldn't get a tax, a tax hike if you creeped up another, uh, bumped up into another tax bracket. Um, so you're not necessarily paying more. You're just not paying. You're paying more than you would have paid had this uh, continued on. That's 600 million over the mm. full four-year term of this budget, right? So that's it's not insignificant. The education property tax. The government announced in the budget that they are increasing it, uh, 3.1%. I think is the exact number. Wow. 100 million dollars. Um, and what that will do. So I, I spoke with Barry Morishita over at the uh, AUMA. He's the president of it. And he says what that does is. Uh, it gives municipalities, it puts them in a challenging spot. Because municipalities, look, they've only got one way to, to get revenue, and that would be through property taxes. Yeah. And look, if the government is increasing the education portion of the property tax, that takes into account, uh, or municipalities have to take into account how much do they raise their property taxes by. And he says, look, this is just eating into what they can uh, increase their property yeah. taxes by. So uh, Albertans will be paying more to the provincial government as far as the education property tax cut, or education property tax. Uh, Canadian Taxpayers Federation says that's a flat-out broken promise. The government promised not to raise your taxes. Well, it says right in the budget they are increasing it 3.1%. Uh, lots of people have been keeping uh, their eye on the on the public service and, of course, education. Mm-hmm. Education, um, is, they're saying that the funding is maintained for core services, all that sort of thing. One of the things I, I and everyone always keeps saying is, okay, you're, you're maintaining this, this amount, but you're not budgeting for growth, and that's mm-hmm. a real problem, and that's what we're hearing from a lot of uh, the different school boards. And then they throw in this, what, $100 million own source reserve funding what is that so you know every year schools and school boards would would come up with their own kind of revenue think of the school fees people pay the the vending machines and that well there's a line in the budget saying yeah you know it's we're increasing school funding but it's really coming from this own source revenue so the the government last budget said look how much money these school boards have piled up in reserve you need to start spending that down we can find some savings that way and then this year it was it was hiked up a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to see the budget line saying, "Yeah, you know, it's well, it, it's a lot higher this year. It's a bit higher this year." Well, yeah, but that's coming from own source education revenue. Yeah, but yeah. teachers are very concerned about their classrooms. Look, the funding for enrollment uh, growth. I mean, if the the line item is the same and there's more kids in the classroom, that you know they they are saying, "Look, that is going to put more pressure in the classroom. We need to see this funding enrollment growth." So there, there's a lot to shake out yet in this. Uh, in, in the education budget, there's a lot of uh, concern or a lot of questions about the new funding formula, what it will mean for particularly fast-growing school boards where they're doing this three-year rolling average. They're concerned that they're not going to be able to keep up. So uh, that one will be one where, look, we've, we've heard uh, we heard from a lot of school boards over the last number of months about what their bottom line looks like as far as provincial yeah. funding. Well, well, we got another budget to go through, and we're, <laughs> we're going to find out another round of, okay, did you get what you thought you were going to get? And post-secondary education taking a big big hit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we heard out of Calgary today, of state, uh, state yeah. uh, laying off a couple hundred employees down there. Uh, look, students are facing increasing uh, tuitions. They're facing a higher interest when they pay it back from the provincial government side. They've lost a couple tax credits. So look, the provincial government made it pretty clear last budget what their plan was for post-secondary education. They wanted to 
bring the uh, bring it more in line with other provinces. They say they want to see uh, students and institutions pay a bigger share of the education costs. So yeah, we just saw more of that continuing down that path in this budget. Tom Vernon, the Global Edmonton uh, Provincial Affairs reporter, joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate your Tom, uh, your time, Tom. Um, healthcare, of course, that's another one everyone's uh, watching, mm-hmm. and, uh, and again, that's the, this is going to be shaking down over the coming months. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't had a chance myself to take too big a deep, uh, too big a dive into the healthcare budget. But look, it, it's the biggest one in the in the budget. Like it, it's around forty percent of the overall budget. They say they're maintaining and actually increasing a little bit in a couple of areas. Healthcare. What we're really going to hear about uh, with this department over the next few months is how Alberta Health Services uh, implements the recommendations from Ernst and Young. Look, that report came yes. out a couple of weeks ago. There are some things in there that that have a lot of people concerned uh, about. Uh, long-term care uh, and, and that sort of stuff. So we'll see more, I think, in the middle of May about how uh, health care, how the budget uh, shakes down in that department. Obviously, uh, doctors are not happy right now uh, with the ending of their contract and the imposition of a new one coming up next month. Mm-hmm. We had a, we had the president of the uh, AMA actually on our noon show today, Jennifer Crosby, interviewed the president, and there's some talk of maybe taking legal action uh, mm-hmm. on this contract. So <laughs> it's, it's an interesting time. Yeah, on that. it sure is. And during all of this, you know, the, the government continued to try to fight for what it calls a, a fair deal for Alberta uh, transfer payments, all of that sort of all that sort of thing. And we don't know much more on that, do we? Well, there was a whole chapter devoted to it in this budget. Like it, it's interesting. Normally, these. I mean, look, a budget. Yes, there typically there is some politics in there and and Mm -hmm. that, but there's a whole chapter on this fighting for a fair deal. And I mean, the whole first half of this chapter talks about what Alberta contributes, not numbers people Mm -hmm. haven't heard before. But then there's that ask from the federal government. Look, we want this $2.4 billion retroactive payment uh, because of the fiscal stabilization fund that shouldn't have been capped from 2015 and 2016. Now, the government has said, look, we'll have conversations around this. But Tied to all this is that fair deal panel that's going around, and I think they're done their their town halls. I just got emailed a uh, you can do an online survey, uh, so yeah. people do an online survey yeah, yeah. giving their thoughts. But but what comes out of that? Because we we you know we asked the government yesterday, you know what's the or else if you don't get this two point four billion dollars, what's the or else? And they didn't really have a firm answer on that <laughs> except for well the fair deal panel's out doing their thing, and what are they looking at? Well, they're looking at things like well maybe Alberta takes the money out of the Canada pension plan and we launch our own here. Maybe we collect our own taxes. Maybe we. we we already saw in the, I think it was in the throne speech talk of, look, we're going to have an Alberta parole board. We're going to vote with the federal parole yeah. board for Alberta prisoners, right? So yeah. it is this, this idea of, look, we're going to go it on our own in some, uh, in some facets. I, one of my colleagues actually probably summed it up this way. He goes, look, we're not taking Alberta out of Canada. We're taking Ottawa out of Alberta mm. in some of these areas, right? So, I mean, there's, there's, they're trying to create leverage on that, at least having the conversations on that. We'll see what this fair deal panel recommends at the end of March. I think it's supposed to come March 31st. So on that fair deal stuff, yep, more to come on that. There's right. going to be positioning on that. And what about, uh, just before I let you go, I know you've got yeah. a busy day, on, on Edmonton, um, as far as LRT funding, the MSI, that sort of stuff, the impact on Edmonton? Yeah, I mean, a lot of that, uh, I think, was in the 2019 budget, a lot mm-hmm. of kind of the big impacts on that front. So the MSI, what it is is what they did to that, right? They, they changed the, the agreement on that and went to half of, Boy, I'm going to explain it wrong. This is Vinesh Pratap's uh, wheelhouse, <laughs> but it, right, they're going to go one for one when it came to growth in the economy and fallback in the economy. But I think they moved it down where it's like, well, you got 50 cents on the dollar on LRT funding. We didn't see anything in there, but LRT funding is cut. It's just it's going ahead. But in 2019, budget 2019, they announced like, well, but we're going to do it in the out years. We're going to do it a little yeah. bit later yeah, on yeah. out of this budget cycle, right? So, uh, I mean, 
but that, that goes to that, that allows them to go, yeah, look, the budget is balanced and it's easier because that money's going out the door at the other half, right? So make it a little easier. Uh, Tom Vernon joining us this afternoon. Tom, always appreciate your insight. Thanks for this. Thanks for having me. Uh, great. Take care. Now you can watch uh, his full coverage coming up on Global News at 5 and 6 o'clock tonight. Tom is the Global Edmonton Provincial Affairs reporter. All right, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about this uh, Fair Deal panel uh, online public survey, how you can get involved in this and as well um, news as I like I said as you go through the document a little bit more you can find a little bit more tidbits because you know there's there's a lot in there um, and today uh, we're learning that the government wants to hand off management of 164 provincially run parks to outside groups so we'll have more on all of this coming up <laughs> Of course, a couple of the other things in there, uh, vapors, yeah, this, uh, there's a 20% tax to be introduced on vaping devices and liquids. Uh, they say it's uh, all an effort to uh, discourage youth. Online renters, so things like Airbnb, there's going to be a 4% tourism levy uh, to, to things like Airbnb. That's supposed to come in the middle of 2020. I know a lot of you get ticked off, and certainly uh, my colleague and uh, our morning uh, show guy, Shea Ganim, that 50th Street train. Um, it, it, the government is ma- maintaining its commitment to help fund a bridge there. They've been talking about that, but that money, that $14 million, is not going to come until 2022-2023. 2022-2023, so you're going to have to yeah, keep putting up with uh, with that over uh, the next couple of years. Uh, today, as I had mentioned uh, with Tom, the Alberta government wanting to hand off management of 164 provincially run parks to outside groups. Um, a spokesperson for Environment Minister Jason Nixon confirmed that today, saying the government's going to start looking for partners to run the parks uh, in May. She says the government is subsidizing a financially struggling park system that needs to be modernized. Uh, And and the budget documents say some provincial parks will in the future be run um, from everyone from municipalities and indigenous groups to non-profit societies. Uh, The documents say that will allow the province to focus its funding on high value areas, whatever that means. And the Fair Deal panel, uh, as Tom mentioned, launched its online public survey. Um, A survey, this is according to the news release that came out uh, just a couple of hours ago, says the survey will allow all of you, including those who've been unable to attend uh, one of the in-person town hall sessions, to share your thoughts and ideas on how to give Alberta a bigger voice within Canadian Federation. It is available on the Fair Deal panel website until March 15th. so you'll be able to give uh, your thoughts. And so along with your thoughts, uh, it's also the panels are going to consult with policy experts and undertake research from uh, to inform its recommendations. The report will be done by March 31st. You can find out more about the Fair Deal panel and its mandate at fairdeal.ca. So fairdeal.ca. Check out the website until March 15th. If you have a comment, you can leave it there.